The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passions making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. Remain standing, take your Bibles and turn to Psalm 132. We will look at many passages of Scripture tonight. Uh, but that's a good place to start. Psalm 132, verse 8 and 9. Are you ready? All right, hurry up. Take your time, praise the Lord. Psalm 132, <laughs> Verse 8. Arise, O Lord, to your resting place, you and the ark of your strength. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your saints shout for joy. Read that with me tonight, won't you? Verse 9 specifically. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your saints shout for joy. For joy. Hey, that was pretty good. I didn't have to actually uh, coach you on that one. Let's try that one more time and then you give a big shout for joy. You ready? Let your priest be clothed with righteousness and let your saints shout for joy. Come on, somebody say, ah! All right, Father God, we thank you for what you've done in worship tonight and what you've done, Lord, of the healing and the blessing of people. Lord, now as we look open and break open your word, let us be forever changed by truth. Your word is truth. So come and bring a marvelous touch of heaven tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Before we get into the main text, I just want to testify. Last Wednesday, we had a, a a family respond to the altar call and giving their hearts to Jesus, a recommitment really. And uh, he had an ear infection for two years. That's a long time to have pain in your ear for two years. And uh, Pastor Alex, come up here. You, you heard the testimony. I want you to come and tell it. Put your hands together for Pastor Alex. Appreciate you leading worship. Okay, cool. Um, well, I'll just back up to meeting him. Is that okay? Yeah. Um, the gentleman and his wife came on Wednesday night this last week, and uh, Pastor Daniel prayed for him. But I didn't know that because I was upstairs with the youth ministry. And I went fishing on Thursday, um, and I took one of my friends, and we were leaving one fishing spot to go to the next. And it's kind of like, if you guys know Jim Creek, it's kind of in the woods a little bit, so coming back out. And it just so happened, yeah, just a little bit. Um, I just so happened to pass this gentleman that he came to our church for the first time, okay? And, you know, we stopped and we were talking across the, across the vehicles, and he's like, oh, yeah, I just got off the phone with Minister Vicky, and she said that, um, she said that I needed to, because I was asking her, I need, a, I need to find someone to go fishing with, and she said I should go with, I should, I should contact Pastor Alex to see if he can take me fishing or something just so happened I run into him at Jim Creek to take so he follows me to my next fishing spot and and we hung out so I got to fish with them it was awesome their first time and we I get to hang out fishing with them so anyway I'm, I'm fishing with them and he gets done I'm done I'm about to leave and he's like oh yeah I forgot to tell you um and the wife was standing there with and they were they were trying to tell they were going back and forth telling the story but he's like I came in on Wednesday night and I had an ear infection for two years. Pastor Daniel prayed for me, and that night, three chunks fell out of my ear. And I don't have, I don't have any more pain in my ear, he said. And then he said, I have the chunks in my car if you want to see. And I was like, no, 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 no. Anyway, we were able to go ahead and get those chunks, and they're outside at the eye desk. And uh, if you want to check those out, no, I'm just kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> Amen, praise the Lord. Psalm 16, why don't you turn there, Psalm 16, verse 11. It says, you will show me the path of life in your 
presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You've heard me say it many times before that the epicenter of pleasure, you've heard of an epicenter of an earthquake, correct? The epicenter of pleasure, do you know where that is? It's at the throne of God. He is the one who's created it. It's been perverted. It's been twisted. But the truth is, real joy comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from circumstances. In fact, that would, one said that that would be happiness based on happenings. Joy comes from the Lord, that in the midst of whatever you're going through, God can give you joy. In the midst of difficulty or pain or sickness, God can give you joy. In the midst of trials, being pressed, crushed, pushed down, spiritually speaking, or even physically, God can give you joy. You will show me the path of life in your presence of fullness of joy. I want to talk about joy. I want to talk about the joy of the Lord. Nehemiah says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the reason I want to talk about that is I have had an overwhelming response this past week of people struggling with depression. And it's beautiful out. I mean, it's rained a little bit this last week, but depression uh, is, is not something that, that can come... Well, I think it can be affected by our environment. But mostly depression is something that the enemy tries to put on you. Even what Isaiah calls a spirit of heaviness. And we've preached on that before. I, Psalm 35, turn there. Psalm 35. See, if the enemy can steal your joy, well, then life is a bummer. Come on, God wants to give you joy. And so joy, a Hebrew word for meaning to shine or to be bright or to dance around. You wonder why people dance in church. It's because they're happy. It's because they're joy-filled more specifically. Psalm 35, verse 27, Let them shout for joy and be glad that favor my righteous cause. Yay. Everybody say yay. Yay. Let them continually, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which has pleasure in this prosperity of his servant. Wow. And my tongue shall speak of thy righteousness and thy praise all the day long. Psalm 35, the psalm is talking about how God's done so much for him that he just can't help but sing. He can't help but shout. He can't help but declare the goodness of God in the land of the living, says in another section of the psalm. Psalm 65, verse 13. The meadows are covered with flocks, the valleys mantled with grain. They shout for joy and sing. The mark of having a relationship with the Lord is joy. And if in your walk with God you don't have joy, something's wrong. If it's a drudgery to serve the Lord, then something's wrong. Jesus wants us to have his joy. He wants us to, to walk in joy. Look at Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, is Hebrews 12, 2. The author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Hello. He saw afar off what would happen through his death and his resurrection. For the joy that was set before him, what is that? That's fellowship with you. God so wanted to have you a part of his family puts all new definition to he's dying to get to know you he's for the joy of having relationship and intimacy with his people he endured the cross John 15 verse 11 these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full John 16 verse 24 he says, until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. 
Jesus talks about joy there in, in answer to prayer. I, I spoke just uh, this morning about how my wife made a list of things that she was believing for and God supernaturally answered them. And can I tell you the joy that hit her and hit me because we prayed and watched God answer and then we just sat back and it was just this wave of love and, and acceptance and just, man, God, you never seem to cease to blow my mind. He never ceases to overwhelm me with his goodness. And so when I, we saw this answer to prayer, we just couldn't help but weep and cry and just fall in love with him at another level. I mean, we know he answers prayer. We've been doing this a little while, but it's never, it's never old. It's never ho-hum. It's never, it's never this just boring walk. Now, if you don't have a prayer life, hello, if you don't stretch in your faith and believe for what's impossible and natural to happen, for God to come through for you and do impossible things, then, you know, you won't experience the joy that comes through answered prayer because you never stretched out to pray. Well, that's a good point, Pastor Daniel. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, in fact, joy is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22, would you go ahead and put that up on the screen? Galatians 5 and verse 22 talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And it reads, The fruit of the Spirit is love. Well, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Go to 23. Gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. It is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Joy. Joy, joy, joyful, joyful. Yeah, joy. How's your joy level? Mike seems to be doing all right. Mike seems to have, Chanel seems to be having some joy. Are you happy, Chanel? Joy-filled, amen. When I was depressed, and I, I don't think I've been depressed since then. When I was depressed, people who had joy were one of the most irritating things to me <laughs> ever. I just wanted to start swinging. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I have said, I, I, you know, it's prior to being saved and sanctified. I, I remember sitting in a restaurant and, and was so depressed. We were having a family meeting. We were sitting in a restaurant in Manhattan and there was a guy sitting across the restaurant all by himself and he was so, I think he was a believer. He was just sitting there so filled with joy and I thought he was looking at me a couple times. How many of you know when you're depressed, man, you begin to see things? I thought he was looking at me and I was talking to my mother and my brothers were there and I yelled across the restaurant, are you looking at me? <laughs> Needed some healing and deliverance. <laughs> I got it, that's for sure. Nehemiah 8, verse 10, Nehemiah said, go, enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. Send sons who have nothing prepared for the day of the Lord is holy. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, I have talked about this many times before, but depression can be a generational thing. It, depression can be generational. Despair, depression can be generational. You say, well, what do you mean? You see, if you fail morally or if your parents failed morally, it can open up a door for the enemy in your life. And then that can begin to manifest itself in depression or despair, and it can literally be passed on to generation to generation. You see, we inherit things. How many of you know? How many of you got your mom's nose? Raise your hand if you got your mother's nose. All right. Raise your hand if you got your, uh, your father's ears. All right. Raise your hand if you see some of your father or your mother in you genetically. You see some. Good. Now watch this. Raise your hand if you see some traits in your, from your mother or your father, not physically, but emotionally you see some things. Some of those things I'm happy about, some of the things I wasn't so happy about. 
I just recently spent time with my father, and uh, he's an attorney, and just uh, deeply respect him and love him. He's one of my very best friends, which is saying something. I said we had a very broken relationship, and he disowned me when I was a young man for very good reasons. And God healed that relationship, and I was able to spend time with him just uh, a few months ago. And as I spent time with him, it was freakish to me how much I, how many traits I have from him. And we, you know, we ate dinner and stuff, and I watched him do things like the way he, he pinches his face when he's thinking, I do that. <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm talking about? I'm gonna, I just, I have a tendency to pull on my cheek, you know. I, I have a tendency to do different things, the way that I talk, the way that I walk, the thinking processes. And it's just unusual. Now, if, if you can receive traits that way, how many of you know it's not a big leap of faith to say that you can receive some spiritual things? Now, some of those are wonderful. Hallelujah. Praise God. I see some, some, spiritual, some spiritual giftings passed down from my mother. Very thankful for that. I see some other things passed down not so thankful for. And depression can be something that comes down generational lines. Now, if your mother or your father or someone in your family, you see they've struggled with depression and despair, and now you see that in your life, it could be very possible that it's been passed down to you, and it's a generational thing. Deuteronomy 5.9 says, you, you shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, don't go anywhere, Chanel, upon the children of the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing mercy to those who love me and keep my commands. Would you please come here? Now, I've done this illustration before, and I know you probably have to run out, so I won't keep you long, but she's pregnant. Now, I know that's probably shocking for some of you. She... Okay. Very good. You need to show this side. Can you show this side? There we go. All right. Hallelujah. So now you have a baby boy in there, correct? But let's, let's, let's say, just for the sake of argument and the illustration, that it's a girl. Now, I've given this before. Follow me. Those of you that know uh, your, your biology and anatomy, physiology, I should say, understand that girls in the womb, they have a certain amount of eggs, all right? Won't get into a whole cycle every month and all that. We're not going to get too deep into this tonight. However, there comes a time when all those eggs run out, and I think as you get close to that, it's called menopause. Let's just have a moment of silence. <laughs> For all the men, amen. <laughs> men on pause, right? Isn't that what that means? Anyway, all right. <laughs> Jesus, help me. My wife's not here. Hallelujah. Come on. All right. Uh, what are we talking about, Chanel? Okay, okay. All right, I'm all right, I'm all right. I'm okay. So if, if there's a picture of iniquity, if we were to take a pregnant lady who had a girl and we placed her in the x-ray machine, placed her in the x-ray, would, would the mother get radiation through the x-ray? Yes or no? Yes. And that's why they put lead on you to protect body parts and keep you from getting radiated. So, you're right? Okay. And we say hypothetically, and she's having a boy, but let's say hypothetically she's having a girl. Would the girl in the womb get radiation? Yes or no? Okay, very good. It's a girl. We talked about eggs, and we went no further, and then I got myself in trouble. But would the eggs receive radiation? You, you may go. So how many of you know what happens when those eggs get fertilized? And we won't talk about how that happens tonight either. Somebody say hallelujah. But when that happens, how many of you know if there's radiation in that little egg that literally you have radiation on the mother, that's one generation, right? Radiation on the, on the child or the baby or the egg, that's two generations. And really, if it's a, if it's a female that, right, that's being born, right, then it's actually on the next generation too. 
And that is the way that generational iniquity operates. It's, it's bow hunting season right now. How many of you know that? Bow hunting season. So you can go nail a moose with a bow and arrow if you have one. And you have license and all of that. And if you don't, you're poaching, and then you can be arrested and lose everything you want anyway. If you have an arrow that's bent, you pull the arrow back, what happens to a bent arrow? It doesn't shoot straight. It has a bent. Everybody say it has a bent. It has a bent. The same is true with iniquity. It's just exactly like that. There can be a bent in your life. In this case, an application to exactly what I'm preaching on, it can be towards depression. Now, it can also be towards other things. Lust, greed, basically any sin that there is, there can be a bent in your life because of mom and dad or your grandparents and so on and so forth. But I'm just so thankful that the Bible also says that the blessings of God are passed down to the righteous to a thousand generations. But generational iniquity is, is real. And it can come in your life as a part of a, a passing down of a bent in your life. How many of you thankful that Jesus can fix your bent? He can. I've still found uh, in my life that, uh, and I talked a little bit about this this morning, I've still found in my life that as the Lord reveals things to me, I pray that God would straighten me out, but then I need to set structure in place to make sure it stays that way. Depression can come through, through trauma, through tragedy, through loss, through accidents. Um, I'll, I, I've shared this before, but I feel led to share it again. Uh, the holidays around Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving. I, for years, I went into a, a really very deep depression. And I think back on why that was, and it was when I was seven years old. My parents got divorced. My mother went into an insane asylum in Scotland, and, and my whole family was ripped in half. And I'll never forget one Christmas, I wanted my mother, you know. I wanted my mom. I was seven or eight years old, and I remember one of my cousins... Uh, an aunt, we were at their house, and my mother called the house, and we weren't allowed to talk to her. And my aunt says to me, she leans in my face, and she says, your mother's crazy, honey. You'll never be able to talk to her again. So your mother's crazy. I was like, well, I didn't even, you know, what does that mean to us? So what kind of a stupid pill did she eat that weekend? I don't know. You know, I mean, hello. She had her own stupid pills. Yeah, you watch out for those things. Amen. What ended up happening is it set in motion a depression. And the next Christmas wasn't that good either. And then it just seemed to perpetuate for years every time the holidays came around. I mean, I was excited about the toys, but not so happy about all the feelings and the emotions and the stuff that I went through. And then it perpetuated and, and, and became other things as I became an adult. And honestly, I've only been out of that cycle I don't know, maybe 10 years, and still, I mean, last Christmas, last Christmas, I just woke up, and I was just kind of this like, ugh. And I realized what it is, because I just, you know, I'm not new to the game. And it's the enemy trying to come on me with hopelessness and despair. Now, that, that's just a real story out of my life. How about you? How are you doing? Do you have any things in your life that trigger hopelessness? Any things in your life that have triggered despair? Any things in your life that have triggered depression? And do you see a cycle of that in your life? Do you, do you see it over the cycle of 12 months? Do you see it come at a particular time, at a particular season? And if you do, it might be an indication of a trauma or something that happened. And guess what? Good news today. Good news tonight. You can get prayer and you can dismantle that thing. You can straighten the bend and the arrow by getting the word of the Lord, by getting prayer and just pressing reset. I've known people who struggle with depression and, uh, and despair because of grief. My wife, I've just shared the, ex the example many times, but we lost a child, carried full term, baby lived for about five minutes and went straight to heaven. And when that happened for us, it was, it was a pretty strong shot. I was a pastor, I preached on miracles, studied on signs and wonders, was just knew that God was going to do a miracle for us. 
heard about all the testimonies about how God does miracle signs and wonders. And even though they told us that we had a fatal birth defect, we just said, no, we're not believing that. We're not God. God can heal her. It can work out. Well, when that baby came out, it was very clear that we had not had the miracle yet. Painfully evident. And we went through that. I experienced the love of God through the church, which I, like, had never experienced that like that before. And what I mean is, I couldn't really feel God's presence, but people loved us so. We were a part of a body. We had served. We didn't church hop. We didn't, weren't jumping around. We developed relationships, and we really knew many, many, many people. And when that hit our house, we had an overwhelming response of the love of God through his people. Now, I will tell you that there's many people that never experience that because they're not willing to endure and stay in a place, work through the problems, work through the challenges, work through the pain, overcome the offense. Amen. And so they don't really stay, and they never really develop genuine, lifelong relationships. And I'm going to tell you that you need that. I don't know where I would be, where it would been if we didn't have that, and I didn't get it because of some great character I, I had. I fell into it. It was a gift from the Lord. I know now that developing relationships like that in a body, when the wind of hell blows, and it, it blows, and, and it will blow again. There will come more trials, circumstances. I don't know what's going to happen in our nation. I'm just glad that we're a part of a family of believers. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, actually worldwide, thousands and thousands of people that pray for each other, stand with each other, and agree for each other. But it still didn't hinder the, the depression that my wife went into, and just a, a numbness. And, I mean, there's always, there, there, there's, there's already postpartum. How many of you ladies know what I'm talking about? There's postpartum blues they talk about. That's a very real thing that happens. So it's not only that, but now you don't even have a baby. And your body's responding like you have a baby. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And you don't, but you don't have one. And I will tell you, it is a very painful, painful thing. My wife, for about 11 months, experienced depression. She, she, she did not experience the presence of God, couldn't feel God, didn't know where God was. She continued to come to church, mostly because she wanted to, but there were times where I said, honey, you're getting up and you're going. We're going. We didn't stop serving. We didn't stop praying. We didn't stop giving. We just kept going. And it felt at times like there was just going to be no breakthrough. And then one day there came a glorious breakthrough from God. She sat straight up in bed without telling the whole story. She sat up straight up in bed at, on the 10th or 11th month, and she said, Oh, God! Oh, thank you! Oh, Jesus! And she was getting touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. She began to weep, and it was over. Depression was over. Now, that came as a result of grief. And, and, and man, the enemy whooped up a, a can of whooping on my wife. You're not worthy. God loved you. All that nonsense that he tries to whisper to us. It can come also through anxiety, being afraid of the future, constantly wringing your hands. You, if you work yourself up into anxiety, you can end up getting depressed. It can come through being reminded of past failure. Oh my gosh, do I have stories here. I got endless stories about this one. I had so many past failures. When I first got saved, it'd just be like, there's no hope for me. And then I would just rehearse all the things that I failed at. And then I learned about taking every thought captive. And then I began to found out about being a new creature in Christ. And that old stuff, all the stuff I failed at, is gone. It's underneath the blood. And then I'm a new creature in Christ. The old is gone, the new is, the new is come. And even though the enemy would try to remind me of a laundry list of things that I failed at, which would then bring depression, I learned to overcome depression by saying, now, you, yeah, I'm going to tell you about your future, you knucklehead. You're going to burn in the lake of fire. One angel, not even a whole band, just one, going to come with a chain, wrap it around your ugly, and throw it right all up in there, and that's where you're going. You can be free from depression. You can be free from despair, just like you can be free from lust. You can be free from anger. You can be free from the things that plague you in your life. You can be free from addiction. You can be free from every bondage and every yoke. Christ became a curse for us so that we could be free, so that we could be healed. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. All right, well, how does that work? Well, I think the first thing, if you're going to take notes here, you want to write this down. 
Now, uh, Pastor Alex, do you know that really cool song we were singing something about freedom or something? They all had freedom in it, all those songs, didn't they? I don't know. It was really good. It was, the, it was super anointed, that one. They were all super anointed. One of those songs I want to sing again, so we'll have to pray in tongues and figure it out, all right? Okay, good. He's got it. All right. I think the first thing, if you're, if you're, if you're taking notes, number one, call on the name of the Lord. If you're struggling, whatever you're struggling with, and we're talking specifically about depression and despair, which, which can be a spirit also, I, I want to say. It can be a demonic spirit that afflicts you. How do you get free from that? Call on the name of Jesus. Call on the name of Jesus. Joel 2, verse 32, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For Mount Zion and Jerusalem, there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said. Wow. Ask for wisdom is the second thing, note takers. Number two, ask for wisdom. Ask for wisdom. When you come up against despair, you come up against this thing, it just sort of hits you maybe one day. As say, hey, say, God, what's that about? And I was driving to Anchorage. I, I was driving to Anchorage uh, just uh, Saturday. I was driving to Anchorage. And I began to feel this heaviness. And I couldn't quite put my finger on it. I couldn't discern whether it was in my own heart or it was a thing of the Spirit. In other words, it was something that I was battling or it was something internal or it was something external. I couldn't quite figure it out. You know what I did? I say, you know what? I prayed in the tongues and I asked God to show me. You know, if you don't see it, well, that's hard to know what things look like if you can't see it. So I, I prayed in the, whole, in the Spirit and I said, God, what's going on? And He began to show me. And so then I was able to pray, and I prayed in the Spirit, so I have no idea what I prayed. I just prayed the Spirit of God praying through me, and that brought some liberty and some breakthrough, and then I began to see some things, and then I could pray with my understanding, and I did that, and boom, the thing broke. Ask God for wisdom. Everybody say, ask God for wisdom. Very important that we live our lives in the wisdom of God. There's a wisdom of the earth and the wisdom of the heavens. There's wisdom that comes down from heaven, what I mean, and James verse 5 of chapter 1 writes, if any of you lacks wisdom, ask God who gives liberally. God will bless you with wisdom if you'll ask Him. And there's times when, you know, we, we, really, we really need wisdom. I like telling this story in Alaska because we're kind of going into the, the declining daylight season. I heard about this, you know, vitamin D deficiency and frankly I thought because I've heard so many excuses for why people want to stay in their bondage well I'm depressed because I, 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 I mean I'm just a, I'm allergic to victim to being a victim I'm allergic to that so if anything if somebody says well that's the reason because it's the reason I mean let's smash the reason right so somebody said well depression is really common in Alaska because there's vitamin D deficiency I mean that's all Whatever, bro. I mean, I've heard that. I've seen people depressed in Hawaii, and, and, and it has nothing to do with vitamin D deficiency. And I think it's the same thing that's here. You know, sunlight, no sunlight, depression. And so that was my thing, and I just sort of ran over the vitamin D argument. But I'll never forget about my third or fourth year here. I was just feeling kind of heavy. And so I'm praying, and the Lord speaks to me and says, Son, you need vitamin D. And I thought, No. So I, I, I went, I talked to my chiropractor, a guy that I know, and he gave me, he, gave, he said, you didn't need to go to the health food store, and you get this done, stuff called liquid sunshine. And uh, you just have some of that, and you'll see a turnaround. You, and I thought, because it was kind of depressing, but it was different. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. So we go, we get liquid sunshine. I lined my whole family up. Man, the sun used to come through a particular window in our house. I'm not kidding you. I did this the first years coming from Hawaii. I said, family meeting! Everybody in the living room. And we lined up all, do you remember? We lined up everybody in the sunlight. I said, stand there, everybody. And we're just like, oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you. Did anybody know what I'm talking about? All right. Anyway, I go home and I take this liquid sunshine and I read the directions and I thought, that's not enough. And so I, you know, double or tripled the dose shot the thing back, and man, it tasted good, and I was just like, whoo, praise God. I'm not kidding you. It was probably, I don't know, it was a few hours later. Now, some say, well, it doesn't really affect you the next day. Well, not for me. 
It was a few hours later, man. I was like, I got baptized in fire. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I was just like, come on, baby. Woo! Yeah! I just got charged. I felt like I drank the sun and it was in me. Look, some of you struggle with depression because your nutrition is so horrific. You're overdosing on sugar all the time and caffeine and crashing and and you know really it is just really not good for you amen we're just coming off one of those summer roller coasters of sugar and caffeine looking forward to a new season of proper nutrition starting tomorrow praise the lord <laughs> well Learn to cultivate hope is another point. They ask for a call on the Lord, ask for wisdom. Learn to cultivate hope. Learn to set your heart to begin to dream and expect things. E expect God to come through for you. Expect God to give you breakthrough. Expect, expect it. Believe it. Pray it. I, I, just live, learn to live that way. Have, let your heart begin to hope. Let your heart beat towards the future and the things of God. Come on, he has a hope and a future for you. It's depressing if you don't know that. And it can be discouraging to think that he's got beatings, lashings, and depression for you. I know the plans I have for you. I'm going to beat the snot out of you all of your life. No, some people, but that, that's religion will teach you that. The Lord loves you. That's why he's going to beat the snot out of you and put depression and disease on you. Teach you something. Teach you to be humble. Yeah, no. Somebody say no. He's got a hope and a future. Come on, say it. He's got a... And when you begin to think about that, hope is the anchor of the soul. When you begin to think about all the good things that he's going to do, then you just can't help but smile. Amen. Express your worship to God. I love this. Psalm 149. Let me go back to the hope thing. You say, well, how hopeful can you be when there's tragedy all around you? Well, God works all things together for that for the good. Not all things are good. He works it. Come on, somebody say, work it, God. He works it for good. So what you're going through might not be good, but if you continue to fix your eyes on the author, the perfecter of your faith, fix your hope, be in prayer, stay steadfast in your walk and serving God, then you'll watch the Lord intervene and work it. He will work it. Come on, all you freaks. Say amen. Any Jesus freaks up in here? Come on, Mike. Psalm 149. I got myself in trouble on one Mother's Day when I said, come on, all your mothers, and somebody were like, what? I probably shouldn't have said that again, huh? Psalm 149, turn there. Come on, take your Bibles. What are you doing? Come on. All the mothers in Zion say hallelujah. hallelujah. You can overcome depression. You can overcome your anger problem. You can overcome disease. You can overcome anxiety. You can overcome every weapon that's been formed against you. It'll be sometimes like an ax that's grinding over your head. But have no fear. God is bigger than whatever problem you're facing. He can bring you through. He's the Lord. He's God. And there is no other. He's got a hope and a future for you. Come on. Ah! Hey, come on. Hallelujah. Come on, stand up and let the saints shout tonight. Come on, shout to God. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Hey. Come on, hallelujah. Come on, shout like you just got your miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! All right. All right, sit down. I'm almost done. Hold on. Psalm 149, favorite psalm of mine. Praise the Lord. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. 
Sing to the Lord a new song and his praise in the assembly of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion. Oh, come on, turn there. Psalm 149. Let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people and will beautify the humble with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. For what reason? Verse 7. Worship team, would you come please? Verse 7. To execute vengeance on the nation. And punishments on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. Praise the Lord. Uh, let's just talk about this for a second. When it's talking about executing vengeance on the nations and punishments on the people to bind their kings with chains, I believe that God according to this, he's given us power to bring forth and release decrees and judgments. And you don't have to tolerate depression anymore. You know, depressed people can't shout. Now, you know what else I found? If you shout, you can't stay depressed. Depressed people can't shout, but if you shout, you can't stay depressed. I shared this story not long ago with, I think, one of my staff. I was out witnessing, and some of you have heard it, but knocking on doors. I knocked on a door, and a man answered with a string of curses. I mean, he just cursed me. He said, you know, what are you doing? And he was cursing and cursing. And I said, well, I just want to tell you about Jesus. And he opened the door, and he spit straight in my face. And... Um, I, I felt this welling up of anger as I was wondering whether he had hepatitis C or AIDS or something. I, you know, I'm being spit in the face by some guy. He's cursing at me and screaming for me to get off his property. I felt this welling up of anger as I, as I walked off. I didn't curse him. I mean, I know I must have been saved at this point because I, mean, I just turned to him and said, God bless you. God bless you. I really wanted to say other things, but I, I was saying God bless you. I was controlling my tongue. And as I, as I walked off the property, that anger and, you know, sick feeling turned to tremendous sadness and turned into this heaviness. And as I walked down that street that day, having wiping the nasty from my face, I went into a depression and I was talking to the Lord and I was weeping and I was overwhelmingly experiencing rejection which I had experienced many 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 times I just started crying and the Lord spoke to me I was memorizing and I would encourage you to memorize this all of you that are disciples you all made a many of you made a vow those of you in the in the third service you're going to get discipled you want to be discipled here do this memorize Matthew 5, 6, and 7 so oh, that's too much man they had to memorize Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus Numbers and Deuteronomy what do you mean it's too much it's only three chapters or memorize the entire book of James the entire book of James they're very similar or Matthew 5, 6, and 7 and it's, it's the things of the kingdom will teach you to walk in holiness and purity and righteousness and it'll help you. So I was working on memorizing Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And as I'm walking down the street, weeping for the rejection and being spit on and all of that, the Lord speaks to me clearly through Scripture. I mean, He can speak to you in all kinds of ways, but if you have word, the Word in you, I've hidden your Word in my heart, Psalm 119, that I might not sin against you. When you get the Word of God in you, it gives them something more to work with, and it is His Word. And so the Lord speaks to me and says, son, rejoice. I was like, no. You know, and I got the rest of the scripture. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. For in the same way, the prophets who were before you were persecuted. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And I, I just didn't want to rejoice. 
I, I was sad. I was grieving. And I, I just kept coming over and over to rejoice. Rejoice for in the same way the prophets. I mean, the scripture just kept coming. And I finally said, well, thank you, Lord. And I felt this little, this little flicker of something. And I kind of thought, oh, wow. And so I figured I'd try that again. Thank you, Jesus. And another flicker of fire, another flicker of his presence came. I thought, something's happening. And I thought, oh, God. And then I really let it out. I was sort of getting in the water slowly. I don't get in the water slowly now. I just jump right in. Oh, God, thank you. So I began to worship God. The power of God hit me on that road the side of the road my wiped my tears away and I busted into some crazy worship I mean I'm sure the people driving by me thought I'd lost my mind because I did I got the mind of Christ my mind got renewed I had nothing to get depressed about I had everything to shout about I was lost and now I was found my God's for me I mean rejoice and be exceedingly glad I've been persecuted somebody spit on me for Jesus hallelujah I've been spit on for the king Woo! I'm blessed and depression went. If you struggle with depression, you struggle with anxiety, you struggle with the prayer, learn to worship. Lastly, you ready to sing that, that song? Yeah, it's a fast one. Yeah, we're gonna light it up. All right. Y'all ready to light it up? Two more things. Go to church for goodness sake. I've known people that have struggled with depression and they just stay home and watch Days of Our Lives. I mean, really? Is that really going to help you? Or is it, what is it, Days of the Idiots? I, I forget what it's called. It's, anyway, they watch that and they wonder why they're just replicating the same thing that's on the TV show in their own lives. They're just addicted to drama. But come to church. There ain't nothing on TV, mostly. I know. Well, History Channel has some. I'm, come on, give me a break. Use your DVR. Get your vanilla booty up in church get free can you say amen come on smile at me not sure what a vanilla booty is but anyway you get up in church go to church and you will find yourself and your emotions begin to shift and begin to change get in the presence of other people who will love you and pray for you get in worship get some worship up in your car up in your house Quit, quit listening to all that. You know what I'm talking about? Quit listening to that. Stand up on your feet. You ready, Pastor Alex? Stand up on your feet. Hannah, would you come? Please grab a microphone. Would you come up here and grab a microphone, sing with the worship team? Won't you? All right, you ready? You ready? You can come now, sweetheart. Oh, she's putting her shoes on. Come on, baby. Come on, lift your hands to Jesus. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord. Pastor Alex. the captives free you came to bring us liberty come on put your hands together my sin and my rejection and your blood and my acceptance okay stop 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 stop, stop. okay we're gonna sing this again but there's gonna come a moment there's gonna come a moment there'll be a release of power and a release of joy and if you struggle with depression you run to the front as fast as you can get your carcass down here and you throw your hands up in the air and you believe for total deliverance tonight are you ready are you ready come on put your hands up i'm gonna let you know i'll tell you and then you just come and run it come on pastor alex 
to set the captives free. You came to bring us liberty. Lift your voice! My sin and my affliction makes no blood in my acceptance. Now I'm alive to bring you free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Every chain is broken through you. again your blood is covered every sin right now come right now come right here if you struggle with depression your this moment come lift your hands to, to Jesus win. it goes depression my goes pain. depression goes my pain in my oppression freedom tonight your blood We're gonna dance. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. To Somebody's shout getting free tonight. I'm free. I'm free. Come on, move your I'm feet. Free. Worship him, so now what do you see? It's the Lord, and he filled me, and he's shining through me. So get up out of your seat, and get up on your feet. Lift up your hands and give him praise. This is all you need to get breakthrough in your life from depression. And freedom is yours if you claim it. So call, give a joyful noise. Lift your hands and let him hear it. Where the spirit is where the spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is. 
more time, declare we're free tonight. Cause I'm free, I'm free, I'm free to dance and sing. I'm free, I'm free. Is anybody free, free in this house? I'm free to shout. Come on, say it. I'm free. three give a hallelujah to the king one two three hallelujah praise the lord every head bowed every eye closed if you're not right with god there's a hell to shun and a heaven to gain if you've never given your heart to jesus won't you do it tonight we're not here playing some religious game we jump around because there really is the king who defeated hell and death in the grave. He's real. He has freed us, broke every chain, broke every curse, took away our sin. If you lie on your bed at night riddled with guilt and under condemnation, not having peace, you've never given your heart to Jesus, won't you do it tonight? What are you waiting for? You say, well, I'm, I'm not ready. Well, the devil makes sure you're never ready. So I'm not, I'm not good enough. No kidding. That's why Jesus died in your place and in mine. What you're looking for, you will never find at the end of a rainbow. You will never find what you're looking for, the satisfaction that you long for in your heart through relationship with a, a man or a woman. You will never find it through money. You will never find it through success in the world. You will only be satisfied by the one who created you, the one who made you. So you don't have to be depressed anymore. You don't have to be overcome by anxiety and riddled with guilt and shame. You can be free. You can be free tonight. You can start brand new. He'll heal you too. Physically and emotionally. He wants to save you. He wants to help you. He wants to set you free. He stands tonight with open arms, reaching out towards you. And he says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Cast all your cares on me. If that's you, won't you slip your hand up and say, Pastor, that's me. Come on, just acknowledge your need for Jesus tonight. If, if that's you, you're not right with God. Won't you pray this right out loud, whether you raise your hand or not, all across this place, say, Dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising from the grave for me. 
Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Now one more point in this message. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. You say, what's that? It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. You need what the Bible calls the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And He'll give you a, what we call a spirit language or a, a prayer language. It's, it's God praying through you. It's, the Bible calls it tongues. He'll give you that, but He'll, he'll give you power power to resist the devil. He'll give you power to live for God. Power to resist sin. To resist oppression. To resist lust. To resist grief. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If that's you, you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and you want to be filled. You want the glorious gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Come to the front right now. I'll pray for you. Come. Come. He said, well, it was filled, but I'm, I think I leaked. I know. I understand that. We all need continual filling. Amen. Boldness. I think I answered probably 50 altar calls before I got filled with the Spirit. 50. That's a lot. Come on, just lift your hands all across this place. Just a couple moments and we're done tonight. Service will be closing. Father, in your mighty name. Lord, the promise is for all of us. So Lord, in your mighty name, we pray now. Lord, for these up front, for those in the, in the sanctuary, those that are online right now. Holy Spirit, come. A fresh baptism come upon them. Fill them, Lord. Touch them. Release your power and your giftings in and through them. Come on, if you have that freedom, pray in the Spirit right now all across this place. Come on, lift your voice. Come on, boldly pray in the Holy Ghost. That's it. That's it. Be filled. Be filled tonight. It's not from your head. It's from your heart. That's it. You're filled. Thank you, Lord. Lord, just a refreshing for my sister. Like a fresh wind. Come. Lord, like a fresh breeze, Lord, over her tonight. Jesus. Come on, if you need to be refreshed, just let God refresh you. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, come. Refresh and touch your people. Hallelujah. It's a choice. You stay filled. Be filled with the Spirit every day. Partner with the divine nature. Overcome the corruption in the world because of evil desire. Live in the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. And you'll make no provision for the flesh with regards to its lust. I'm just telling you that God is not depressed. So if you stay filled with Him, depression will have no, no part of you. It'll break. Amen. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Take someone by the hand. We're done for tonight. Don't miss Wednesday. And if you want to just stay and pray and linger and hang around, we're fine with that. That's wonderful. Danny boy, come and close us in prayer tonight. Come on, pray for the person on your right, person on your left. Father God, I pray for your people. I pray that you cause your face to shine upon them. I pray that you bless them, God. I pray that you would overwhelm them with joy. You cause the hedge of protection to go upon them, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, say amen.
God bless you. We'll see you Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. Ministry to the whole family. God bless you. We love you. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.